Welcome to DEI Alliance uh, Spotlight. We have the member spotlight of the week, uh, Coach Jesse Pruitt from Stanford. Jesse, how you doing, man? Doing great, Brian. Thanks for having me, man. This is uh, awesome. Glad we get a chance to sit down and chat. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So you were just recently nominated for um, the Next Up Initiative with Rising Coaches DEI Alliance uh, from the group that you represent, which is BCA. Black Coaches Association. So tell us a little bit about your experience there and what that was like. Yeah, absolutely. First off, I got to give uh, major props and thank you to, you know, Jamal Adams and Jason Hart and Pooh Jeter and Lou Ritchie and a lot of these guys on the West Coast who've been advocating uh, for, for, for Black coaches for a long time have really breathed energy back into the BCA, which was an outstanding group you know, years before with the older generation of, of, of John Thompson and company. So uh, that group has been really special. Oh, yeah. really special. And, uh, you know, a major thank you to, uh, you know, Coach Travis DeCure as well at the University of Montana uh, for, for nominating me to be part of the Next Up initiative. Next Up was special. It was, it, was, it was outstanding, you know, getting a chance to prepare for that next step, you know, in my career, obviously having aspirations to be a head coach someday and get a chance to and sit in front of, uh, you know, yourself and Herb Courtney and some really great people and, and, and doing uh, some, some mock interview practice and then receiving feedback in, in live time. So it's quite the honor to be, to be recognized, uh, you know, by the rising coaches and, and, and the things that you guys are doing and um, the BCA as well. So wonderful, wonderful experience and, and very grateful to have been part of it. Yeah, absolutely. You did a terrific job in it. What, what did, was it a, like you expected? And what is it like to be able to get kind of that real live rep with uh, kind of a panel and with a simulation of a school that you were actually interviewing and having to use the real people and uh, a real search firm? What was that like? Yeah, that part was neat. You know, they they, they, they paired each uh, participant up with a university that, you know, is, is maybe I guess you could say in their wheelhouse. Um, and uh, the opportunity to research that institution, prepare and interview as if you were sitting down with that athletic director and or president of that institution. So that was fantastic. Uh, I've been able to do a few of these mock interviews, obviously, during this last 18 months during Zoom. Uh, but this was the first one where we were able to get feedback after each question. And I think that's really valuable uh, because if you're going down the right path, great. If you don't go down maybe the wrong path, bring it back. Here's some things you did well. Here's some things to improve on. And it was really beneficial. And I thought it was really helpful in just in my development um, in terms of being able to get that feedback live. And then after, you know, being able to, 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 to hear from a few other people, you know, who are on the panel as well. So I thought that was just outstanding. Yeah, definitely a cool uh, way that it's done. Shout out to Herb Courtney from Renaissance uh, Search and Consulting. Did a terrific job. Uh, the first minority-owned uh, search firm, first Black-owned search firm. So much props to him. He was super professional, on point, had the scenarios laid out, and uh, he gave the feedback after every question, which I thought made it really powerful because now you kind of got to get, okay, how did I do on the first question? How did I, So it's, just, it's kind of more like you're – being coached through it a little bit after, which I think probably was very helpful. And then at the end, just kind of being able to hear from the DI Alliance panel uh, as well on some little tricks here and there. Um, 
yeah, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Appreciate you sharing about Next Up. Tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, your career journey and how you ended up at Stanford. Yeah, absolutely. So believe it or not, man, this is my 10th year as a Division One assistant coach. I, you know, grew up in Southern California, went to play for a great high school, Upland High School, a great coach at legendary Jeff Klein, went on to UC Davis, uh, played there for a couple of years. And what was really cool about that is the end of my freshman year, my head coach, I'm sorry, my assistant coach at the time, his name is Greg Klink. He's now the head coach at Chico State. Greg Klink brings me and a couple other guys in the office and says, hey, would you want to work Stanford basketball camp? And I was like, yeah, you know, I was kind of iffy on it. And then he said, hey, after camp, you have a chance to play against Chris Hernandez and Josh Childress and Casey Jacobson and those guys. And I was like, man, absolutely. I'm all in. I went that first summer, uh, summer of 2002 and worked Stanford basketball camp and ended up working eight straight summers. So as I look back, I might be the only guy that has coached at the Mike Montgomery basketball camp, Trent Johnson, uh, you know, obviously, you know, with, with Jerry, uh, Jared Hass and obviously the Johnny Dawkins camp. So I've stressed all four of the last head coaches. I've had a chance to work, you know, the basketball camp. So as I started getting my, my feet wet, coaching, working summer basketball camps, I started to expand a little bit and I worked, you know, basketball camps at UCLA, double pump basketball camps, did some stuff with Dino Stragonis down in Southern California. We even went out, worked uh, Gary Williams camps at the University of Maryland and everything in between. So like that was my summer from freshman year of college, you know, on to my first gig is just, man, every summer I'm bouncing around, meeting people across the country, coaching basketball. When I graduated from UC Davis, I went back home to uh, Pomona, where I'm from, and coached with Greg Kamansky at Cal Poly Pomona as a GA for two years. And then I was able to get on as the um, video coordinator at Santa Clara, uh, working for Kerry Keating. And those, my camp connections is what allowed me to be able to get my foot in the door at the division one level with Kerry Keating and his staff, which was just an unbelievable staff at the time. Um, Sam Scholl, who's now the uh, uh, head coach of the University of San Diego was an assistant. Dustin Kearns, who's now the head coach of uh, Appalachian State was an assistant at the time. And, uh, and Jason Ludwig, who also was a, a chance this year to be part of the Next Step Initiative, uh, was on that staff as well. So I've had this opportunity of just having this amazing staff. I was video for a year, three years of director of operations at Santa Clara. And then in my fifth year, I was promoted as an assistant coach and, and, and served there for four more years before 2016. I had a chance to uh, uh, join Jared Hass's staff. And um, what's really neat about that is uh, one of my college teammates, uh, Robert Eason, who uh, first introduced me to Jared Hass back in like 2000, uh, you know, 13, um, is, is part of the reason I was able to build a relationship with Coach Hass, got hired at Stanford. It's come full circle now that we've got Robert Eason on our staff here at Stanford. So it's been an unbelievable journey. Uh, you know, I've, I've been on the West Coast my whole life, which is rare in this business, uh, but it's been just an awesome journey, man. And, you know, what's made it, uh, amazing as well as working at two great institutions with outstanding head coaches, but this uh, the the student athletes I've had a chance to work with, man, has made this job really, really rewarding. Absolutely, absolutely. What a yeah, very rare you get to stay on the West Coast quite like that and stay in one spot. So that's uh, credit to you and uh, some good favor for sowing good seeds, man. Uh, talk a little bit about if you had to say a couple of things that may be attributed to your success, and then what advice would you have? For the rising coaches that are coming behind you 
Yeah. You know, I'm uh, it's funny, man. I'm, I'm, I'm from the city of Pomona. You know, one of our favorite rappers, great poet, man, is, uh, is Sugar Free. And he, he had a line in a song saying, you stay ready. You don't have to get ready. And uh, I, I really believe that to be true, man, is, is uh, you've got to try to stay one step ahead. You never know when, oh, when an opportunity like next up, you know, comes about or, or, or a job interview or whatever it may be. Even in your day to day, you've got to be a step ahead and, and, and you know, serving in non-coaching roles for my first four years of my coaching career as operations, you had to stay one step ahead. You had to think like the head coach to make sure that you're making his job easy. He doesn't have to worry about any of the off court stuff uh, that you're handling that. So that's, that's, that's a big thing for me. The other part is uh, be where your feet are. A lot of us in this business are always thinking, hey, the next thing, the next job, the next whatever. None of that matters if you're not doing a great job in the current role that you're in. So, you know, I, I, I believe that wholeheartedly. I share that with others is, is really be where your feet are. And then the last part of it in, in this industry, man, you, you've got to be selfless. You've got to be willing to do the little things. No job is you know too small uh, for you to do if it's helping to clean the locker room if it's helping to sweep the floor if it's helping to take a young man to get a mri like whatever it is you have to do uh roll up your sleeves and and, and get it done very well said very well said let's let's do a little bit more on you before we run um what's one of your favorite basketball memories if you had to say when I was at Santa Clara, we had an opportunity uh, to play in the postseason twice. And it wasn't the, the NCAAs, which obviously is a dream of everybody. It wasn't the NIT, but we had a chance to uh, compete in the CIT tournament back in 20, uh, 2011 was a CIT. And it was an unbelievable tournament. One of those things where you don't necessarily know the bracket. You win a game, you move on, you win a game, you move on. And uh, it was just a, a wonderful experience for our guys. They got five additional games. We got to go and travel and, and, and play a championship game in, in New York City against Iona. And we won the CIT. And then two years later in 2013, we had a chance to play in another postseason tournament, the CBI tournament. And, um, you know, had a chance to be with another special group. And the CBI is unique because the finals is a best of three series. Um, so we played George Mason in the final and played – uh, a game at home, and then both teams flew across the country and uh, played game two at George Mason. We lost that one, and then we won game three at George Mason to to win two championships. So uh, those two moments, you know, really, um, you know, stand out. But the biggest thing for me is, you know, this is year 10 for me being a Division One coach. I believe it's year uh, 16 overall in, in, in just being a, a coach in some capacity. And I've been blessed that I have a 100% graduation rate. Every single player that I've coached, recruited, has graduated from college. And, and for me, man, that's, that, that's what it's all about. And the only gentlemen that have not graduated from college are living out their dream, uh, making millions in the NBA right now. So um, thinking back on, on, on the journey of each one of those guys is, is, is special. Yeah, that is special. So that kind of leads into to the what's your why when you coach, I, I would imagine – uh, that graduation rate, that 100% kind of unheard of graduation rate, to be honest, um, and salute to you for that. Changing a lot of lives that way. Uh, shout out to Robbie Sam. He's he's a friend of Rising Coaches. We're glad to see him uh, back over there in, in the business and coaching at Stanford. Um, tell us a little bit about your why, Coach, if you don't mind. 
Yeah. Um, I was blessed, man, to have to have you know two parents that were heavily involved in my upbringing. Uh, my dad was my little league baseball coach. Uh, when I was seven years old, he, he taught me how to switch hit, hit from the right, hit from the left. And uh, baseball was the path. He was my he was my coach, you know, throughout third grade is when I really picked up basketball. And, uh, you know, the, the, the impact that he made on not only my life, but all the kids lives, you know, to this day, he's 72 years old and all the kids in the neighborhood still refer to him as Coach Pruitt. And he hasn't coached them in over 30 years. You know, and just seeing that respect level was powerful. So as I navigated my life in college and what did I want to do, I wanted to impact young people. I wanted to help young people as they journey through life. And I looked at, you know what, basketball is going to serve as that vehicle. So my goal and, 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 and when I get into this, well, I'm into this and what I want to do is pretty simple, man. It's I want to help develop leaders and play great basketball. It's that simple. And we, I'll, I do little things. We do little things along the way to really help build, um, you know, leaders within our guys. So if it's basketball, if it's business, if it's academia, whatever they do in life, um, we want our guys to, to, to be able to speak confidently, to be able to enter into any room for the rest of their lives and, and really make an impact. Love that. Yeah, absolutely love it. We'll get some, some fun ones. Now. What's, the, what's the music that Jesse Pru is listening to pregame? as a player and what does he listen to pregame now as a coach? Hey man, I, I'm, I'm pretty consistent. It hasn't changed from day one. I was born in 83. So I grew up in the nineties, man, in Southern California. So it starts with Dr. Dre and it ends with Dr. Dre. So any offspring of Dr. Dre. So it's uh, when I was in high school, it was, it was Snoop. It was a classic doggy style album. And I usually listen to some form of Snoop or Dre. And obviously that would include Kendrick these days, the game, anything of, of that era. I throw him in there. Got to, man. All of that. So anything of that era I listen to. Um, you know, you play it now in our in our practice gym. Our guys are like, come on, coach, man, turn that stuff off, man. They want they want to hear the new stuff. And I and, and I rock with the new stuff. Um, but I, I grew up in the 90s, man. Gotta stay true to the roots. No doubt. No doubt. I love that. What about food? Do you have a favorite food that you either like to eat or cook or that you cook for your uh, kids at home? Yeah, man. Uh, again, man, growing up on the West Coast, you got to love Mexican food. So we probably eat, you know, burritos, tacos, enchiladas. We do all that stuff, man. We, we, we've adopted LeBron James Taco Tuesday. So the kids <laughs> love that, man. We put all the toppings on the table and the kids can make a mess and throw all their stuff they want on it. So, um, yeah, man, we like to dabble. Luckily, my kids aren't too picky. So they'll eat, you know, anything that we make. Um, but I, I, I got a weird thing, man. I, I like my food scorching hot, you yeah. know. So I'm the guy that if I, you know, if I if I come over to your house for, a, you know, a dinner date, man, I may say, hey, can I throw this in the microwave, man? Just I, I like it scorching. So <laughs> from my from my pasta to my Mexican food, whatever it is, man, I, I just like it hot. Like it hot. I love it. I love it. So do you actually cook yourself, coach, or is it all just? No, I I, I do, man. So it's funny, man. The, my boss, Jared Hass, is yeah. a phenomenal cook. I, I mean, he'll that. he'll have the team over. He'll cook the whole team steaks. Like he's unbelievable. He's got he's got a green egg. He's he's on the grill. So um, I've got some some catching up to him. But I do like cooking, man. I love cooking fish. You know, salmon, halibut. Uh, love pastas. Um, obviously, Mexican food. Um, 
my wife and I started to bake a little bit, man. We, you know, we'll, 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 we'll whip up some chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable in the kitchen. No doubt. I love it. I love it. Love to see the versatility. A uh, couple more before we let you go. So as a family man, and we know the season gets crazy, what's your favorite thing that your family loves in the season? And then what's your favorite kind of pastime in the off season with your family? Yeah, we, you know, my kids love coming to the games. They're, they're at an age now, especially my eight and six year old where they know the players, they know their names and they love put on their, their, their cheerleading outfits. You know, right now this, this fall, we're going to football games. They'll do the same thing going to basketball games in, in the winter. So they really enjoy that. Uh, my wife was an athlete. She was an All-American runner at UC Davis. She's now a high school athletic director. So she's as or more competitive than I am. So, you know, win or lose, I know when I'm coming home, I'm hearing it from her. You know, she's going to have questions about why do we do this? Why do we do that? How such and such doing? You know, so she's she's dialed in, man. She's supportive and she, she knows the game. So, you know, and, and, and being at Stanford, there's 36 sports. We've got Olympians, national champions, world record holders everywhere you look. So just going to Stanford sporting events overall is a fun experience for our kids. And we do that year round um, out of season or, or, or days off. I love going to the parks. With my oh, kids. I love, you know, going to the love, um, you know, you know, playing soccer. If it's playing basketball, if it's just running around playing tag, but any, any chance we can get outdoors and take advantage of this beautiful California weather. Uh, we'll do so. Absolutely. Yeah, got to do that. Um, yeah, la last couple ones, man. Your your dream in this business um, and then any funny story you want to share before you go. No, absolutely. Um, in, in, any, in either order, in any order. Yeah, yeah. Now, the dream is to be a head coach. You know, yeah. I want to be a Division One head coach. Um, I want a chance to be able to compete for championships and and, and be in the hunt year in and year out. Um, obviously I think we all get into this for the dream of going to the NCAA tournament and winning a conference championship. So I, I I'd love to be able to, to lead a group of young men someday and, and, and do that. Um, you know, some of the stories, man, some of the funniest stories are, you know, when I was, uh, younger and, um, uh, uh, as, as an operations guy, but I'll tell you this one, this one is brutal, man. So we, so I'm, I'm first week on the job at Santa Clara university. And we're going down to Santa Cruz with the team. Uh, it's about a 25 you know, minute drive. And we got this big old pickup truck that we throw all the cornhole sets and the food and the coolers in the back. And uh, you know, we're, we're, we're driving down to Santa Cruz and um, I've never driven this big old thing before in this parking lot and it's tight. And we're driving, 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 driving. And I make a right turn and I clip the bumper of a car in the parking lot. Mm. And I'm, I'm so stressed out. It's my first week. I think I'm going to get fired. I don't know, you know, what's going to happen. So we, so I whisper in the ear of, of Dustin Kearns, one of our assistant coaches, like, Hey man, I just took somebody's bumper off, man. Like <laughs> I, I, I left a note, but I mean, he's some sweating bullets, man. He's like, I'm like, I'm not gonna lose my job. This and that. Right. And uh, man, he was so cool, man. He was so cool and calm. And he kind of just walked me off the ledge and, uh, you know, we handled it right, took care of it. University was fine with it. Mistakes happened, man. But I was like, first freaking week on the job, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I'm and, and I'm crashing this big old pickup truck I've never driven before. So, uh, you know, hopefully, no one else, no young coach coming up, no rising coach has that issue, man. But I still, when I get with those guys, we, we laugh and joke about that moment.
I love it. I love it. Getting you a great initiation to campus right away. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Coach, thanks so much for uh, being a part of the Next Up initiative. Again, you did such a terrific job. And uh, as a member of the BCA, we want to shout out to them, of course. And uh, they nominated you to be a part of that Next Up, and you represented well. And uh, excited for you guys this season. Thanks so much for being a part of this alliance uh, with rising coaches and working to make change within our industry and outside of and keep up the great work and uh, best of health and success this season. I really appreciate it, man. Big shout out to BCA and, and the rising coaches um, and, and Renaissance consulting. What a, what a special program to be part of, man. And I, and I can't thank you enough. Yep. Thanks so much, man. Have a good one. Go, appreciate go, it. go get, go get some of those tacos, man. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Later. See ya.